0: Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers. Yes. Is that what we're doing now? I'm saying it and then you're saying
1: yes. Yes. My approval.
0: Right. Well, it's a week closer to Christmas. Yes. It's Christmas next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're okay still? Yeah. Feeling okay? Not stressed?
1: I've been a little bit, but I don't know. I think Christmas is just one uh, part to it. Like, I think there's other stuff as well, but probably a bit of it's Christmas.
0: You have been quite uh, agitated as of late. I I've know. have noticed this. I remember last week we were talking about how this time of year gets me agitated, but I think I've calmed down a little bit.
1: I know, I've been awful.
0: But you have been well, i angry really quickly lately. I know, and it's not just Christmas, I guess.
1: No, it's other things. Mm. Oh,
0: yeah, you've got the thing, haven't you?
1: The thing.
0: The thing. You've got the thing.
1: What the job thing?
0: The job thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably playing more of a part in it, and Christmas. Christmas more so, just because it's busier. And I do have my thing of just getting, um, like, worried that everything I've bought is rubbish. Yeah. Which is probably putting me on edge a little bit. So, yeah. But I'm trying, like, I know I've been more agitated and I don't want to be, so.
0: Well, it's also the change, I think, because you've got this job, not interview, but whatever it is tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And obviously, if you get that that'll be a lot of change I know it's having like effect on um stuff yeah um i always like it's always one of those things that i think with asperger's that it definitely starts affecting your sleep as well
1: yeah it has been which is weird for me because i usually sleep quite well mm. but i have not been sleeping well at all
0: no no i mean i've had the same same issues. So uh same. Uh it's been a while since I've had the uh, um thing where you wake up just in the middle of the night just for no reason. Yeah. Uh and then you wake up and you think, Why am I awake? And then you start thinking about stuff and then you're like, Oh wait, no, that's why I'm awake. Um which I is normal. It's uh it's standard. It's been a while since it's happened to me. I think I've kept everything quite quite calm and I've tried to keep everything quite normal. Um, but I think because there's a lot going on lately, I'm starting to either... I'm finding it harder to fall asleep at night again. Yeah. uh, Which does mean I'm going to bed later than I normally do. And, yeah, I would say that I keep waking up at least once. Uh, Although the other night, I think I woke up like four times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we've both been doing that a bit. I think it's because I am ruminating a lot. I find that I go to sleep and then I just end up thinking about the same thing. And I keep sort of in my head going, no, why don't you think about this? And I do for about 20 seconds, then my brain just goes straight back to the thing that's going to keep me awake. Being the job thing. Just keep, like, it's constant. So, yeah. So yeah.
0: That's,
1: I think that's, yes.
0: But nothing else is happening? No. Nothing new? No. It's not long now until your, we start your diagnosis stuff. That can't be, that's got to be like, what, a month away, if that? Yeah. So that'll be good? Yes. Get that going? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we've got some stuff that we can talk about later on. Like, obviously, if you go for this job change, how it is with the change. Yeah. And uh, your diagnosis if, well, once it starts happening. I say if it starts happening, but it should. Yeah. We've got a date. We'll see what it's like. I know there's a lot of people on our group that are talking about... um diagnosis getting diagnosed and I know it's a different process in
1: where, different countries well yeah.
0: different parts of this country as well oh, uh, different right, countries in okay, yeah. different places do different things um like I said before I think I said in a previous episode where we are the diagnosis here is done by a team uh, it's like two women two doctors who have made their own way of assessing so like the one here is unique there's not a set way of doing it they have their own methods and a lot of places have just like a standard i think there is a standard um so in this country like nhs standard of how they diagnose people and i think a lot of people just go through that but where where we are it's a unique team that have their own way of doing it and they've said that it's, it's specifically designed to diagnose adults only it doesn't work on um they don't use it for children. There's a different team altogether if you're a child down here to get diagnosed. But this one is specifically for adults. And, yeah, it does make me think how you can come up with a plan or how some people out there that have just done normal tests and stuff um, that haven't been diagnosed or been told they don't have it but they're convinced they do have it. I think it is just down to where you go. Um, yeah. And uh, what they do. But I guess, um, I mean, today's topic, we're talking about how Asperger's changes with age. Uh, And I think that is, this is, I think that's the problem why diagnosing adults is such a problem. Um, is because it changes as you get older. So as you get older, you know, it develops because obviously, I mean, like things we're talking about now, like jobs and that kind of thing, the issues you have or things you have to deal with as you're older, are different to the things you deal with as a child yeah and like your asperger's will or autistic traits will change with that i think yeah um they change with things you've got to deal with the things that would have caused me to have a meltdown as a child if i went through that same thing now i don't think it would cause me a meltdown anymore um i'm trying to think of something now that would cause me a meltdown as a child that i think that wouldn't bother me now um And I think that's why there's a lot of people, like I said before, there's a few people I've come across that believe that their Asperger's went away as they got older, uh, and when they became an adult, it disappeared. And I think that's because some people measure their diagnosis or they measure their um, autism on how they were as a kid to how they are now. And I would say, I don't know, do you think that when you're a kid you have more meltdowns and you appear more autistic than when you're grown up when you're grown up it's, it's
1: i think it's, it's um
0: it's harder to see i
1: think it depends on the person i think it's different for different people i think there are some people that when they're a child it's more obvious uh, and as they grow up they learn they want to hide their traits more perhaps or just the you know the maturity kicks in and it's not as obvious I'd say for some people it's the other way around for some people as a child there's they stand out as being a bit different but perhaps when they become an adult it's more obvious that the things they're doing aren't neurotypical in an adult world I think it just depends on the person and their traits
0: yeah yeah maybe um I don't really have much like memory of what I was like when I was younger as opposed to my like I remember stuff I've done and um, things like that but as far as like trying to remember what traits I had and if I appeared autistic I don't know I don't know if I had anything in particular that I would have said that made me obvious so I can't think of anything in particular that has gone away or has become something else as I've got older. Um, I think it's, it wasn't until somebody said. I think it was like that first therapist that told me that I I have Asperger's, that I started like looking back at everything and like connecting up uh, everything and thinking, yeah, that was, that was this. That's why I did that. That's why I struggle with this. But it was really like general stuff, you know, it was like, oh, this is why I don't like going out or this is why I struggle to do new things. Or this is why, oh, I remember that time that, um, I was made to go somewhere and do something and I thought I just like was uncontrollably crying when I was young Uh, but it turns out that was a meltdown Um, but I can't think of like my general uh, behavior as you know as autistic behavior I think my mom's got like home videos that she filmed like when I was younger Uh, and I can kind of remember them what was in those videos as a sort of like Memory, but I, I st- once again, like looking at them, I didn't see anything uh, in those videos that I would say made me appear autistic. So, it's difficult. I, I only really like can measure what I am or how I am now, and I can recognize my autistic traits to what I might have had when I was younger. But I think we've talked about stuff in the past, or we've done episodes before, and I saw that uh, video of you right, when you were a kid. Yeah. Um. You can seem to think of loads of stuff that you did as a child that you know now or autistic stuff. But would you say there's any of that stuff that has stayed with you as you've got older? Or would you say there's stuff that you know you did and don't do now?
1: Yeah. Um, so one thing that I did all the time when I was younger um, was... I, d- I don't know how to explain it over... Um, like with words. But I used to do this all the time. Like... Constantly,
0: Yeah, like rub your... It's like a stimming. Yeah. So it's like rubbing your top lip. Yeah, rubbing
1: my top lip and sort of nose. Yeah. Um, and it was all the time. Um, I don't do that anymore. But my mum used to always point it out. And she brought it up the other day when we were talking, actually, about how that was a big thing that I always did. Um, I know that when I was younger, I had a real thing about food. I didn't like any, I liked food to be really plain. Um, I didn't like food on my plate to be touching. Um, I know that's quite um, a common trait. But, like, as I grew up and started having to, I I went on a school trip, I think, and I had to eat the food there because it was a, three day school trip and I think that was when it really changed for me. But that's something that I don't have anymore. I don't need food to be playing on now pretty much eat anything. Um so that's definitely changed. Um I'd say one thing that probably stood out about me or made me different and it's not really a uh, necessarily like exclusive to being on the spectrum, but I know it was a thing for me was I couldn't do sleepovers. So when I was younger, a lot of my friends would, um, sleep round each other's houses and that was fine, but I could not, I couldn't go. I hated it. It just changed my whole sort of evening routine, I suppose. Um, and I know that was a big thing. Like I'd, I'd cry for hours over the prospect of going to a sleepover and the amount of times that I would go, um, round someone's house with the intention of sleeping over but would end up calling my parents at some point in the evening just you know I'm sick I have to come home or something's happened I need to go home that sort of thing that was definitely something that was I I think I was quite embarrassed by it but I never really un- like I didn't really understand why I hated it so much there wasn't a thing about it I wasn't like scared or homesick or anything like that I just remember the whole idea of it I hated um I think the other things that were probably more obvious in me were that I didn't have um a massive group of friends I was like sort of in the I guess the more popular group but I wasn't really friends with anyone in it I don't really know how I got there feels like i just sort of fell into it just by chance but yeah like i wasn't good friends with anyone in it um and the like there was one person that i did have that was a good friend of mine and something happened at school <laughs> so childish but something happened where a lot of people were saying a particular thing about this girl that I she was like one of my closest friends and I knew that it was wrong but I hadn't like psyched myself up to tell her that it was happening and then she found out and she came to me and said to me like you you knew about this and you didn't tell me and she was a little bit annoyed and I explained that I was going to tell her I just needed a bit more time And she was fine, like, she got over it, she wanted to be friends again, but I couldn't be friends with her again, because I was like, well, I wasn't, like, loyal to you, so we can't be friends now, because I ruined it. And she didn't have that mentality, but I did, and that was it. That was, like, the end of us being close.
0: So you're saying that all the stuff you're listing is stuff you don't do now, or stuff you did do then. So if the same situations came up again, now, you could do sleepovers
1: yeah I wouldn't uh I guess like the food mixing and the other stuff and now I don't really try to have friends <laughs> if I'm honest it doesn't oh, okay it so it doesn't really affect me so maybe it's just the so, way things are are different
0: so you've learned from like sleepovers and this thing with the friend that you couldn't be friends with uh, that's how you are so yeah. you've just changed the things because I guess when you grow up you have more control over what you do and don't do I suppose So you're saying that you learned what the things were that were your triggers or traits or whatever when you were younger. And then as you've got older, because you're in more control of where you go, who you talk to and what you do, you've just ignored or uh, kept yourself out of those situations. So you've cut down on how many friends you've got. Yeah. Uh, Which, to be fair, like as far as your friends go, I don't really know apart from me. um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of like other friends you've got. You mentioned people, but... Like you only seem to hang out with me and that's it in your yeah. spare time. You'll see me every now and then, but you don't, you don't, um, yeah, you don't really have any. So I guess there's that. I mean, I, I trying to decide with this episode, if it's a case of, do you grow out of certain traits or do those traits evolve into something else? Or do you just learn what they are? And then if they're bad ones, you just know how to get away with them as you get older the experience of them makes you keep yourself away from the things that make you you know have a hard time of things um i don't know like because i i can't think of any that i had as a child and i feel like i've got i suppose more more autistic i feel like my autism's got stronger as i've got older yeah. Um. I don't think it's gone the other way. I feel like things were easier when I was younger. Um. Than okay. what they are now, but I don't know if that's because I have lots of I suppose things that are classed as adult things that um. Uh, that are, you know traits now that I wouldn't have had as a kid. So, uh, like I say, the ones about like money, uh wouldn't have been something i had a problem with as a child um but i do have some i suppose anxiety or traits to do with money uh money for me is definitely one of the things that i ruminate about um even if like i've never really been someone that's like ran out of money or short on money or that kind of thing but i still get like weird about spending money on stuff
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: like the more the more something costs the worse I'll be um so there's that uh I have like a health anxiety it's I haven't had it in a while um but I get it from time to time where I'm convinced I'm like seriously ill or that I've got the start or and it wasn't that bad I haven't had it in a while but like there was a point where if I coughed once I was like what's that you know you see an advert I think there was an advert on the radio that said something like if you have a bad cough for two weeks or if you've had a cough for two weeks and it doesn't go away, you should think about seeing your doctor because it could be like the start of cancer so like every time I heard something like that or read something like that or saw an advert on telly about like notice this or have you heard that you know every time I got like a headache I was like oh is that a brain tumor um I haven't done that in a while, but there was a, I would say like a solid year of my life that I kept thinking that every time anything weird happened, I just thought, is it cancer? Like stomach ache, is it cancer? like sore throat, is it cancer? Like I was doing it all the time. Yeah. Um, But like when I was a kid, there's no way that was ever, ever a problem. Like that I would ever, even if I did get ill or a pain in something that I would even give it like a second thought. I just think oh, that's fine. Um, And it's kind of, it was kind of like that for a while, um, where I didn't worry about that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I was like in my 20s that I first started doing it. But up until then, I wasn't bothered. I didn't think about like long term health risks. But now, like, if I so much have like a drink of alcohol, I'm just like, oh, like, what will this do? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) like one drink, like, is it going to? is this the thing that's going to do it uh so that's come from somewhere um and i would say it's i don't know if it's once i started like living on my own or looking after myself that that's where that came from that i developed this like anxiety towards um my own health because i was technically in charge of my own um well-being like being in charge of money um obviously like now that i've got like my own flat and i live on my own um I do this thing where and I've told you before, I think I've mentioned in previous episodes as well, where I forget if I've closed my front door. Uh, and even though every time I have closed my front door, I think, have I closed it as it shut? Uh, did I lock it? Uh, and then there'll be times where I'll like get outside the front of my house and have to let myself back into the house to check my front door again. And then there's like times where I've got like halfway to work and I've turned round to come back to check if I locked my door. And it's the same with, have I left my oven on? Have I left my heating on? Um, And I would say that when I was a kid, never did that. Never did it. Do you know? Like, even when I had, like, my own set of keys to my house um, that I lived with with my mom when I was a teenager, like, if I locked the door when I went out, I did not think, have I locked the door? Yeah. Like, it didn't didn't enter my head. And I, I don't mean, I've never left my door open. I've never left my door unlocked. It's not come from anywhere normal um it's not been like one time I left the door open and we got robbed or one time my mom got back and like messaged me saying you left the front door unlocked I've never left the door unlocked there's not once it's ever happened but it does not stop me from still doing that now and I feel like that's a trait that's only developed as I've got older and that particular trait I would say it only appeared in the last sort of six years or so um it wasn't there before that and I think it was around the time that I got diagnosed that all of a sudden that one came about um I still do it now that's the one I definitely still do the most uh, I think my therapist at the time said it's a sign that I'm anxious about something so obviously this time of year with like Christmas and things like that uh it makes me double check everything and uh do stuff uh, but I would say that that's like a level of OCD that I have never had. Uh, it's just something that's developed with age. Um, so yeah, I think that for me, as I've got older, either I'm more aware of my traits, and I might have had them when I were younger, but I just didn't know what they were or recognise them, or it's a case of as I've got older, I think my I've just developed like more autistic traits. Even more so. Um, I also thought about the fact that once I got diagnosed, and for anybody out there that wasn't diagnosed and then got diagnosed, there's a weird thing when you get diagnosed that you become more comfortable with the fact that you're autistic. Or a lot of things make sense that there's this possibility that all this stuff that you were keeping hidden or hiding because you didn't know you were on the spectrum and you thought you were NT and you... um, you know, like we're trying to appear NT. Once you're diagnosed, you start thinking, well, it's fine, I'm diagnosed. I've got an official diagnosis. I've got a piece of paper saying I'm not NT." So all this stuff, I think that you were trying to keep a lid on and trying to stay in control of, you kind of just let happen. And they tell you that you should just be comfortable with your diagnosis and you should just accept what you are and not try and fight it. So I don't know if it's that as well, that maybe I was just keeping everything like under control and like locked down because especially with me, and my need to appear normal that once i got diagnosed there was a whole mess of stuff that I maybe i was suppressing for ages that i kind of just thought oh good don't need to do that anymore and i've just let it all out and that's where these ones are coming from uh i'm not sure uh you know i can't tell if it's something that just as i've got older i've become more autistic or it's just it coincides with my diagnosis because I just said that like I think that one of them started like six years ago that's roughly around the time I got diagnosed you know
1: yeah I think um I think that inevitably like things are going to change because it changes for everyone uh like life as you grow up you grow up it doesn't matter if you're on the spectrum or not you're still gonna age so things are going to change and the way you are and the way your life is when you're a child is different to when you're an adult. So. I think there's just differences. I don't know whether it um, improves or gets worse. I would just say there's differences. Um, there's like pros and cons to both. Because when you're a child, um, and like obviously this isn't for everyone. It depends on your country, and I guess your uh, like your parents' choice if you were homeschooled or not and stuff like that. But when you're a child, generally uh, for here, you have to go to school. Where you're surrounded by other children, and there's pressure on you to make friends with them um so you know if you if you don't have any friends, you're considered a bit more of a loser or a weirdo um you have to and that's something you have to go to school you know five days a week for most people it's five days a week from this time to this time every one of those five days it's quite a lot. Of social interaction, whatever the lighting's like at school is usually quite bright. It's loud. The, you're sitting in quite close proximity to other people. So there's that, which probably in some ways makes it worse for some people on the spectrum. Because you've got that constant being around other children and having to interact. And then there's the... um Going home and your parents are sort of in control of your life more. They decide what you're having for dinner and when you're having it for dinner. They, um, depending on your age, they sort of they decide what you're up to at the weekend and where you're going. Like for me, when I was younger, on I think both days of the weekend, I can't really remember, definitely at least one of them, my parents would go out for a walk and I had to go with them because I was too young to be like left by myself. So I'd have to go for this walk round my sort of hometown and we'd go for a coffee and that sort of thing and I didn't really have a choice in that because I couldn't be left on my own so I I had to and your your parents have that sort of control and your teachers as well where you don't really get to decide what you're doing and how you're doing it and if you're doing it you know at a pace that works for you and that sort of thing so I would say there's that complication to being younger of having that lack of control. Um, and and other things, so like my room, I always liked to keep my room quite untidy, but I knew it was like an organised chaos of I knew where everything was. But then I'd like, say I'd go to school one day and when I got home, my mum had tidied it up because my mum likes it, things to be clean and tidy, which, you know, I've changed now, I'm the opposite. Now I'm a real sort of clean freak about my flat, but... For a long time I wasn't. And yeah, I'd come home and where everything had changed, that would be a real stress for me because it's all been cleared up and now I don't know where anything is and it's just messed with my whole routine or my plan and that sort of thing. Or I would, you know, I'd have a plan of tonight I'm going to get in from school and I'm going to play with my dolls for this amount of time. I'd get home from school and my dad would go, right, we're going to see your gran. And things like that just all of these things that I had no control over that now that I'm an adult, I control, uh, I still have to go to work, but work isn't as socially heavy as school was. Um, And I, I know when it is. And outside of work, I have a lot of control over what I'm doing. Well, I have all of the control over what I'm doing outside of work, really. So I guess in that sense, it's different going from child to adult. And that probably helps cover up my traits a bit more but then as you say just in general for whether you're on the spectrum or not going from an adult to a child you have more stress and worry as an adult that's the same for everyone generally because everyone has to deal with like the money being an adult having the you know you're now responsible for your own life sort of thing I don't know if um yeah so I I have the same sort of anxiety over money um and if you know like your career and that sort of stuff so I would I I would say that's normal uh I don't mean normal like common for everyone like on the spectrum and not Yeah but I would just say that life changes I don't like I don't know if it's your Asperger's changes or just your life changes and it sort of has to change alongside it or you just aren't exposed to the same things that you are as a child.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't think about the the parent element of it. Uh, I suppose there is a lot of... Well, I mean, there is like a structure and routine when you are young because school was always the same time, you know? It was always the same, like, slot of the day. Uh, Which, I guess, added, like, routine to everything. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to worry about, like, outfits or anything like that because there was a uniform. Yeah. Um, I didn't need to, like, especially, like, you had a timetable. So, your lessons were the same every week. So, every week, every Monday, like, do you know what I mean? It was the same lessons at the same time with the same people. Yeah. Uh, Like, your form groups were the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You knew the teachers, they were the same. I guess, yeah, there is just that variable of when you got home. Like you said, if you've made a plan, which, yes, sometimes I was the same. I knew what I wanted to do when I got home, uh, which was either, like, play on a computer or, you know, do something. If your parents decided that they didn't want you to be in all day on a computer, you know, like, they were, like, always nice outside. It needs to go outside in the sun. Yeah. Um, They just kick you out, and for me, that was like a massive. Oh, it was like such a strain because I just I'd got it in my head what I was doing. I'd thought about it. That was my like structure for the day. That was gonna get me through the day. Was when I got home from school, go do that, do this. Do you know what I mean? And then I am told you need to go outside. It's like July. It's sunny. Get outside. Go with go hang out with your friends. And I just think I've been hanging out with them all day at school. Why have I got to go see them again? You know, yeah. um, it didn't occur to me like that it's the, you know, socializing with them outside of school, and doing things that kids do, you know, that was the point. But I just kind of was like, No, I, I didn't want to. Um, but then my mom just thought I was being like unhealthy or like staying indoors. And it, it wasn't that it's just I just was trying to put my own routine or structures in place. And I think if you'd have just done it at the Monday after school, computer games, Tuesday after school, hang out with other kids, Wednesdays after school. But I think it was the element of, you know, the weather was controlling. Yeah. What days I do stuff was a massive, like, strain on, like, me. Um, It was the same with, like, homework as well. Uh, I'd never factor in homework because teachers never said – what days they were giving homework, you know? Yeah. They'd never be like, Tuesdays is homework day. You just sometimes get it, sometimes you wouldn't, you know? Um, So I was always bad at getting homework done because sometimes I just didn't factor it into my schedule for the day because I wasn't given, like, enough warning about it. So I'd always end up, like, trying to do it on the bus in the morning on the way to school because my bus ride to school was, like, 45 minutes to an hour. So but then I wasn't the only one. A lot of kids would try and like smash it out on the like bus to school because they just didn't tell their parents they had it. Um whereas in my case it wasn't part of my routine when I got home. So I wasn't going to do it. Uh whereas now I don't have that problem. Like now work like isn't as um structured as school was, but when I get home from work I make my own timetable do you know what i mean like there's no homework yeah no parents telling me i've got to do stuff i choose when i have dinner what i have for dinner um but then i suppose you know like your parents like take a lot of stuff away from you that is in a good way you know if your parents are the one doing dinner dinner's not a decision you have to make yeah um true. your parents are the ones that are paying for everything so money was never an issue because it didn't have any because it didn't need any because it was them that were doing it you know yeah um same with, like, clothes, outfits, that kind of thing. I didn't have to, I mean, they didn't pick what I wore, but they bought the stuff, you know. It yeah. wasn't until I started getting my own money that that was, like, a new thing that was my decision to make or what I buy when I wear it, you know, what I wear. Uh, that didn't become one of my decisions until, like, later on.
1: Yeah, I had a big issue with clothes, actually, when I left home, because when I lived at home, I didn't really have any of my own clothes. I just wore my sister's clothes constantly. Like, I'm not very good at knowing what um, is fashionable or what will look nice. And my sister is really good at that. Like, she's really into clothes and, you know, like wearing nice stuff. So I just wear her clothes all the time. So I had a real issue when I came to uni of just sort of going, oh no, I need to buy some clothes to work So I haven't got any. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, like I say, so I think that's, I think that's where they come from. I think that's why adults with Asperger's or autism look different to children that have it, and I think that's just because your life isn't even slightly the same from when you go from child to adult. Um, you know, it doesn't then they're not they're not the same thing at all there's loads of stuff that is completely different and I guess your autism doesn't go do you know what I mean like that doesn't change either it kind of because I'm trying to think like if there's stuff that I used to do that I mean there is stuff that I used to do that I've grown out of um but then I can't decide now if I've grown out of it or if it just changed into something else you know
1: probably changed into something else I think um
0: Because I'm trying to think of like, did I teach myself not to do certain things or did I grow out of certain traits or did I not? I just managed to change where that trait was showing up now because I was thinking about like my mom reminded me of like this trip with school where we went away for two weeks and I was like, okay with it. they had been paying for it. And it wasn't till um, the day of the trip that I just freaked out, had a massive meltdown did not want to go but I didn't do it until um I think we were in the car on the way to school to get on the bus to go on this trip uh that I just started like freaking out um and I hadn't done it you do I mean like I seemed okay with it but then it wasn't the realization where I was just like wait a minute this is actually going to be a big deal like I'm gonna have to break away from let like, my routine everything I was doing like I'm just going to be a a mess. And actually, weirdly, when I got on the trip, I was fine. It was just that initial trying to decide it. And my mom always brings it up as something where she thought I was just at the time being ridiculous. And like, obviously, the meltdown looked like I was crying and I had it in the car in front of the bus. So everybody that I was on the trip with could see me doing it. So like they were all like, oh, like, you know. Doesn't want to leave his mom, like. Do you know what I mean? And I think at the time I was like twelve, mm. so they was like didn't want to leave his mom, or doesn't want to, doesn't want to come on a trip, you know, like. Oh, what a baby. Do you know what I mean? And at the time, I couldn't control it, but I remember thinking after, like, that was really embarrassing. Like, oh, uh, like why did I do that? Like I don't get where that came from. Um, and I try and think now, if the same thing came up again, say like a work trip, everybody went on a two week holiday for work. Uh, and we all went away and did something for two weeks as a group would i have the same reaction when i was like two weeks away from my flat would i be grown up would i be like was it a childish thing and i've realized that the difference is that this time round if my work decided to do a trip i'd just be like well i'm no. not going to that yeah
1: that i was just thinking that you do have the <laughs> you do have more control over just saying no like when i was saying about sleepovers uh, like I can't see why that would come up for me. <laughs> if someone said, Do you want to stay around mine? I would say no. Well, it could
0: happen. You could be at a friend's house. Uh, it could be late. Do you know what I mean? It could be that you watched a movie, finished later than you thought. It's dark, it's cold, raining. And they went, I'd just sleep here. You'd just go home, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing is I, I try to think about would have I lost any of my traits but I think I haven't I think what I've done is uh I just I'm more as you get older you're more aware of them uh you know what they are you do you know what I mean? like back then on this school trip I didn't didn't know why I was being that way um at all I just thought this is weird why am I suddenly not wanting to go and I refused to do it like I wouldn't get out of the car it took ages for my mom to get me out of the car and to get me on the bus and like that kind of thing And I would like to think that now as an adult, I could just do that, you know, just get on with it. Like, it's fine. But I've realized that as an adult now, I wouldn't have put myself in that situation. That when, say, work, we're like, we're doing a two week holiday where everyone will work, I just straight up go, I'm not going to that. Or I wouldn't put my name down. And it wouldn't matter what people said. Yeah. I'd just be like, no, I'm not going. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if it's a case of you grow out of certain stuff. And it's the same with, like, the people on Facebook uh, or social media that I've seen saying, oh, I I think I always thought I was cured. I always thought that, like, as I got older, I grew out of it and I'm not autistic anymore. And then they always do the post later on where they go, I thought that, but then this happened. uh, And I've realized that it hasn't gone away. It's still there, but I thought it was gone. And I think that's just because... You learn from, like, the things that make you feel a certain way or do certain things to you. And I don't think your traits disappear. I think what you're doing is you're just, like, isolating yourself from those scenarios. Do you know what I mean? As a child, it's a little less. You're younger. Certain things haven't happened to you yet. Um, so sometimes you go into stuff blind, not realizing what they're going to do by doing it. Yeah. Um, but I think as you get older, you're more experienced. You know, especially if you're not diagnosed... When you're not diagnosed as a kid, your parents, teachers, whatever, will put you in situations that you can't deal with, that you can't cope with, but you don't know you're not going to be able to cope with them until you're doing them and you realise, wait a minute, this is horrible. But that just takes that one time for you to know that it was horrible and to know that you hate it, to know that you're not doing it again. Um, But I suppose, uh, you know... I think I've mentioned it before, parents, if they don't know you're on the spectrum, think that if you just keep doing it, it'll get easier every time you do it, you know, Uh, and you hate it the first time. But the second time you hate it a little less and the third time you don't hate it at all, you know, and then after that you start liking it. Um, Parents have like that logic, I think, you know, just keep trying at it, You'll, you'll eventually get it. Um, But I think when you're on the spectrum, and I know for me, every time I do something, each time does not get easier. Each time is the same as the first time. So I know now that when I do something and hate it and it's horrible, just don't do it again. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, like, I've never gone, oh, I'll give it a second shot. You know, maybe, like, twice. Maybe, you know, three times the charm, and I'll eventually like it. It just doesn't happen. Now I know that if I do something and it causes me anxiety worry if the build-up was horrible all that stuff then I know just don't do it like just just stay away from that uh, and then you make like a mental note of that and then I don't touch it and I think that's I think that's the difference Is a combination of once you've left home you're in control of what you do don't do that kind of thing with well not with everything obviously like if you've got a job there's you're not a hundred percent in control of that that in itself still has some control, but you learn the things that will have an effect on you and not to do them. And I suppose if you've got an employer whose understanding of autism, you tell them they keep you out of things that would cause the same problems. Um, And I think that's the, I think that's the difference of when you're an adult. Uh, It's just easier. And I think that same with these people that think they got Cured or grew out of it or whatever. I think they've just got really good with like their coping mechanisms and protecting themselves that they believe that they got rid of it. But what they've done is they've just got really good at controlling it. That, uh, like, once you're in control, like, not this time of year, not December, but like for a lot of the month and like me being able to sleep properly and like things like that, is it just a sign that I'm controlling it? And there's times where I don't talk about my asperger's at all. And there's like months where it doesn't come up and it's not a problem. And it's not something I'm having to talk about. And it's not something that's having an impact on everything I'm doing. Like, I can go like a month or two where it doesn't enter my head that I'm on the spectrum and I don't tell anybody I am and I don't talk about it. Uh, and like, everything's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no worry. I'm not checking my door. I'm not checking like um, my health. I'm not constantly worrying about money. There's, I can go like a month sometimes where nothing happens that's autistic related at all. Yeah. um, And that doesn't mean that it's gone away. It just makes me realise that I'm managing it quite well at the moment, you know. Yeah. I've managed to do stuff that... Do you know what I mean? But I don't think like, oh, as I've got older and matured, I finally got a handle on it. I just think it's... I'm at a point now where I control enough of my own life to be able to um, manage it properly. And do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I've learned what a lot of my traits and whatever are that I'm able to keep myself away from stuff or go at things differently so that I'm not affected. And that's all I've done. Um, but I, I don't think that ever happened as a kid. um, like I've noticed that when I was younger especially with like sleep as a child my mom always said that I would never go to sleep that I would just stay awake that it would get to like my normal bedtime but I'd still be in bed for like 2 3 hours just awake she'd hear me moving around or doing stuff in my room you know yeah she'd be like she everybody in the house I, there was loads of times where everybody in my house was just asleep everybody had fallen asleep except me and I was still awake till like two in the morning. I'd gone to bed at like ten, say yeah, uh, and two in the morning I'm still up uh you know, and then I'd go to bed and then I'd have to get up for school at like seven, so most nights I only got like four or five hours' sleep uh and i would do i think I did that the whole time I was at school, like I was always not sleeping well uh I was always tired throughout the day there'd be sometimes I'd fall asleep in lessons um. And, like, lately, obviously, I've got that. Like, right now, I'm tired. And yesterday, I was tired, uh, like, throughout the day. But I would say that now I get tired and fall asleep at a normal time. And it's the same time every night. And I wake up at the same time every morning. Um, But thinking about, like, when I was a child, that never happened. I would never go to sleep. My mom always talked about how i wouldn't go to bed at a normal time or she'd try and send me to bed at a normal time but i'd just stay awake um and then getting me up in the morning the next day was like difficult i wouldn't get up um and i always felt wide awake at like one two in the morning i didn't feel tired at all i'm not sure how i ever went to sleep but i realized that the reason i was so awake was just because i was thinking too much it was the thoughts the things that were keeping me awake was my like rumination and obsessive thought patterns that I had um and they must have been about stuff because I wasn't really in control of everything and they were always about like school or other stuff or sometimes like really like abstract stuff that had no point but I didn't stop me from thinking about it you know yeah um and that's kind of just disappeared as I got older but you know if I look at it at face value, I think I've grown out of it. But now that we're talking about it, like I initially thought there were, before we started doing this episode, that there are things that when you're on the spectrum, you just grow out of, but there isn't. Um, You just...
1: Well, it changes, I guess. I don't know if
0: it changes. Maybe for you it changes, but I don't know for me. I think I just, I think I've just got more experienced with my own autism that I'm just better at handling it now. Um, And I would imagine that, If you threw me back into the exact same situation of when I was a kid, like living at home, having like my mom decide everything and my dad decide everything and having to go back to school and put me straight back in the situation. I don't know if all my stuff would reappear again, like all the other ones, all the things I used to do as a kid. You know, I wouldn't know if my sleep patterns would go back to being odd again and like irregular. Um... Because like initially when I first started, when I'd left school and started controlling my own sleep, my sleep pattern was I'd stay awake till four in the morning and then sleep till 12. And that was like my sleep pattern when I initially started being able to control my own. So when I left school, had a job and that kind of thing. The job I did didn't start till like later in the day. Yeah. So I didn't need to be up early in the morning. And I found that because of that, I was staying awake till like four in the morning instead. And I was falling asleep and getting my eight hours, but like, I'd wake up at 12 yeah. every afternoon. My mum like, remembers me like just sleeping through till 12 every day, getting up at 12, doing my stuff, going to work, getting home. But then I'd get home and just think, maybe I should go for an earlier night tonight. Cause it's not like my job finished late. Like, it's not like I worked nights or anything. It's not like I was on a sleep pattern of working nights. It's just I worked like a part-time job that was like... I think it was like three till eight or something like that. okay. Or like two till eight, you know? Yeah. So it's not like I was working until like midnight and that's why I was awake till four. I just decided that I didn't need to be up early. And I think the thing that made me fall asleep when I was at school is I kept getting up at seven. So like I was falling asleep at two because eventually my body was just shutting down. No matter how much stuff I was thinking about, I just fell asleep. Um, Whereas like when I was in a bit more control, I was staying awake till four thinking about stuff to then like stay awake till 12. Now, when I think about that, I couldn't do that. At all, Yeah. Um, there's a guy that we work with. He does that because um, he like, likes playing computer games, I think, uh, till like that time in the morning. It's got nothing to do with anything like anxiety-wise. He just likes to play a lot of games and gets too into them. Yeah. Um, but like I couldn't do that. Like I have to go to bed at a certain time, otherwise I'm really tired. Um,
1: yeah, so do I.
0: And yeah, I would say that that is because I've got more and more control over my life that the things that I thought about that kept me awake have kind of disappeared I don't do a lot of thinking now when I go to bed I mean obviously lately there's Christmas and there's a lot of changes and stuff so it's it's a little bit back there again because uh, at the moment I'm a little bit less in control of stuff but normally normally I've got like loads of control so it, it doesn't bother me um I would say that my autism does come out less as I'm at the age I am now, it's just, I think internally, um, I've got a lot more things to be autistic about, you know?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a stage you go through as well when you're uh, not quite an adult, but still a child, uh, but older. Sort of when you're in your teenage years, there's this pressure to be more adult and not seem childish Mm. i think that plays a part in I, i don't know if this really makes sense but for me i definitely went through that stage of i didn't want to seem childish i wanted to seem more like an adult so i didn't do a lot of things that now i don't mind seeming a little bit more childish so i like i really like a lot of children's toys um like actually i've got one from yours that you got out the other day it's like a you can shake it oh yeah yeah is it's like a i don't i don't really know it's just for a, a baby basically but i really like it like i've been playing with it quite a lot in my flat not on its own because it's not that stimulating but i find that i'm using it quite a lot while i'm doing something else so if i'm listening to the radio or if i'm got TV on or something I have that and I'm sort of playing with it at the same time and I think that's something that obviously as a teenager I would never have done because that seems really childish but now I've got a lot more accepting I think of uh, having some childish behaviours because I would say that it's kind of mixed for me like I have some more mature personality traits but then also some really childish ones that I'm not as bothered by but I would have been Um, so maybe when I was a teenager as well not being or I was able to but choosing not to do certain things because of the worry about what people would think probably made me uh, a bit more anxious and a bit more on edge whereas now that I don't really care as much what people think about me uh, or if someone thinks that it's childish I don't really that opinion doesn't bother me that I think that helps, for me anyway, with certain things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I think it's just you grow into being more comfortable with your autistic side, I guess. Um, I know I definitely was, and am to some extent, someone that, well... I say it, when I was younger, I think I used to try and fight my autistic side a lot. So I used to try and, like, go against what it wanted. Um, And I think that just caused loads of, like, internal conflict. And that just had, like, effect on everything I did or didn't do. Um, And, like, just my behaviours and the things I was prone to... um, I think that was just because I was trying to appear normal uh, and trying to get the things that I... Like I said, because I like like to imitate NT people and my ability to appear NT is one of my main coping mechanisms, um, it wasn't enough to appear NT and have people think I feel NT. I used to look at things that NT people do and just try and get the same thing from them. So I would... I mean, like watch kids play or play football or whatever and just think like, oh, look at the enjoyment they're getting. I better do what they're doing uh, and then I'll get the enjoyment. So I put myself into like teams of football and just think. And then the second I was in it, I'm just like, why have I done this? This is horrible. I hate this. Like, I hate teams. I hate sport. I hate football. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to run around. I don't I haven't got like good like because of my like dyspraxia and stuff. This was just horrible. Yeah. Um, I just do that all the time um, because I thought that's what I had to do. I wasn't like naturally maturing um, like everyone else. Like it's it's a common thing, I think. And we could go into more detail another time possibly. But um, I read somewhere that people on the spectrum, they don't really mature at the same rate as everybody else or they get to a point where they're stuck um and I think for me that's I think I got to a certain point in my life where I was done maturing but I think I was like a teenager at the time and I've never really moved on like if you look at like the way I am uh like the way my flat is and the way I behave and the things I talk about and do I would say that I am not in any way the same as like other 33 year olds that I know you know yeah I would say my mentality is still much younger than I actually am um I realized this the other day when i was talking to some guy we work with who's 16 um about like a computer game (laughs) like and we were both talking about it to the same like excitement level and the same thing and i just thought oh god like wait a minute i all i talk about with this guy is like this computer game and this games console uh constantly (laughs) um and i was like but i'm supposed to be like a grown-up and i had this weird thought of like oh oh no uh this is... Should I be acting more mature? What should I be talking about? Politics? I don't know. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I went through that stage of trying to make myself grow up. Uh, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this or I shouldn't be thinking that. Everyone else is talking about mortgages and kids and marriage. <laughs> and, do you know what I mean? Like careers. And I've never really had, like, a career. I just have a job because I know I need a job to have money. But I've never really thought about, like, you know, what I should be doing professionally. Um And I think that's the... I think that's the thing. I think at one point I realised, who cares? You know, like, it doesn't matter um, if I am grown up or not. Like, it's irrelevant. But there was this period where I tried to appear more grown up than I was. And I tried to be an adult. I think I was, like, in my mid-twenties, roughly, when I started trying to do it. And up until that point, I'd been acting like I was still, like, 15. Um but it didn't work it just caused loads of problems like I found myself becoming more stressed I would say that's where most of my anxieties health anxieties money anxieties and that came along is when I started like trying to like put myself into like adult situations yeah I think that's how I ended up in therapy in the first place and that's how I got diagnosed because my girlfriend at the time was saying like there's something wrong with you um and that's how I got find out, you know, found out about it. But then after that, once I got like understanding, and once they realised that it was okay to be the way I was, I just started going back to the way I was, and like then I started like, oh, it doesn't matter if I have like some childish behaviours, or it doesn't matter if the things I like to do are quite, you know kid like you know i mean i started collecting like lego again do you know what i mean like i remember like suddenly getting into like my late 20s early yeah. 30s and just thinking i'm gonna start buying lego <laughs> so i started buying lego and i just thought this is great Like, <laughs> who needs like grown-up stuff this is like this is much better uh this is much more like soothing for me um and yeah there was that there was like a point of just just yeah just doing what my Asperger's wanted me to do as opposed to trying to fight it you know and I think there's there is that area of when you're a kid you want to do what your Asperger's want you to but there's all these different like outside factors that make you not do them which causes you like problems and your autism shows up a lot and then once you start getting older you start thinking like oh I need to mature now I need to be grown up And then you start trying to do that, and that has the same effect as when you were a kid. So, like, your autistic stuff shows out again. But I think once you get to a certain age where you're in loads more control and you know that you're on the spectrum and you know what your traits are, I think you just if you just do what they want, like, it just makes everything easier. But you don't learn that straight away. No. You spend all your time trying to fight it. I think I fought it for a long time. It isn't until recently that I've just started accepting I know the signs of when I'm starting to feel anxious and I know the signs of when I'm starting to feel a certain way so the second those signs start start you know start showing up for something I'm about to do it just makes me think well don't do it then yeah you know like if it's causing you this much trouble now just stop just get away from it um you know and that's that's kind of how I do stuff now like once I start noticing the early signs of what could be a meltdown or If I'm thinking about something too much and it's keeping me awake at night or if um, the thing I think I'm going to do, you know, like, for example, like when I was younger, I used to just say to people, do you want to do this? You know, people are like, oh, let's go out. I just sort of go, yeah, sure, let's go out and then spend all my time trying to get out of it yeah, or doing that thing where you turn your phone off on the night or that kind of thing. Whereas as I've got older, people say, let's go out. And I just sort of go, no, I'm not going to that. Like, that's not going to work. Um you know I don't really give a reason I just sort of say that's not for me I'm not going Uh, and you know what I mean that's so much easier that's that done there and then like it's dealt with it's over but like younger me would not have done that I'd have either dragged myself to something I didn't want to go to and it would have caused me all kinds of problems or I would have said yes and then spent all my time worrying about how I'm going to get out of it but now I just straight up go nah I'm alright thanks and it's done you know but yeah. then, but then like, do you know what I mean like I could think about it in a way of oh look at that look my anxiety's gone right down maybe I'm not autistic maybe as I've got older it's diluted itself and become phased out and look how like not anxious and worried I'm and I remember like ten years ago I was always worried but then I think wait a minute no that's not it what it is is I've just become more experienced more in control and I understand my own autism enough to I just handle it a lot better now that it's not a problem. Um, but when you're a kid, you don't know what uh, triggers or what. And if you're the parent of someone on the spectrum, do you know what I mean? It is just a trial and error kind of thing. You don't know what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, and it's complicated because you also don't want to, say you your child will only eat one type of food and your child won't do certain things. This, like I've said before, when you're young, you can't just, give them what they want all the time either. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's things I can do now that had my parents have not forced me several times to do them, I would have never done them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I it's difficult, I think, when you're super young to, if your child starts showing like autistic traits and doesn't want to do certain things, to give into it and just give them what they want because then it could just be something that they could have learnt to do eventually,
1: I think it depends on the thing as well like yeah. there are There are certain things where it's probably best to expose them to it because um it will have to come up in later life, you know, like things like being told no or yeah. plans suddenly changing it's probably better not to like completely shelter them from that because as an adult, that will come up, and yeah. they like you you have to deal with it um like whether you like it or not and then I guess there's probably certain other things that they really don't like um like quite emphatically will not do cause them lots of stress but you know that it it's not you know like something that will be forced upon them uh in which case I guess it's probably you know if you can keep them away from it keep them away from it
0: Uh, yeah I get what you mean um so like like I said being in sports playing with other big teams at school it's not really something you need to do. Yeah. Um like I know there's the health side to it and learning to work together as a team. But if I'm honest, like it doesn't matter how many times I've been in that situation, I still can't work together as a team. I'm still quite solo with everything I do. I try to do everything on my own and I don't really I don't really do teamwork. Yeah. So like that for me it was just it's a waste of time there's no point in making me do it. But there are things like um I suppose being able to go into shops you know yeah uh, it might be horrible and the first few times you take your child into a shop he may or she may like have meltdowns and kick off but it's something that can't be avoided at some point they're gonna have to keep doing it you know like i know you can shop online but this is, that doesn't always work you know sometimes you are gonna run out of stuff that you think oh i really need that uh and you can't wait for an online delivery so you've just got to go get it you know Yeah. so I guess if you get someone comfortable with those situations being out in public being around crowds of people you know like it's not ideal but like they need to know how to do it so yeah I guess you've just got to weigh it up like you can't force your child into everything because some stuff they'll just never get used to but there are situations I guess you have to sort of think like Uh, Yeah, but they're going to need to know how to do this, so they're just going to have to. We're going to have to figure out like, and I guess it's just a trial and error kind of thing. You keep trying to figure out ways to do it, and that's what I've done. Like things that I would say aren't great or ideal for me, I've just learnt my own methods of dealing with it, and the only way I've learnt to do that is I've kept going at it. These things that I don't like doing, just every time I've done it slightly differently or changed something, and I've got to the point now where I'm comfortable enough. But it's not as bad as like the first few times I used to do it, you know?
1: Yeah, I'd say like good examples of that are for me, like going into supermarkets or just any shop, really. If I I'm okay with it, if I've got my headphones in, if I haven't, then I get really stressed. But if I've got my headphones in, that helps me a lot. Um, And like if I go on a train, um, I'm not very good on buses, but trains I can do as long as I've got a book with me. I have to be able to sort of read my book. If I'm going on a train on my own. Um, yeah, and I suppose. Like little things like that.
0: Yeah, and I suppose you've learned that by the first time you went into a shop without headphones. Yeah. Like you learnt that by going in there without headphones, hating it, and then eventually you're just like, what, why did I hate that? Yeah. The sound, what can I use to block sound out? And yeah, that's, that's, I think that's, that is what I'm saying. That's, that's how your esper just changed with age is because you just learn from stuff that's done it. Uh, you learn where your bad stuff is, what you're not good at, what you are good at, and you've just gone from there. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yes.
1: That's it. Yes, it that's it
0: for this week. Uh, yeah, we're going to do an episode next week. What date is it next Monday?
1: It's Christmas Eve. Is it Christmas Eve next Monday?
0: Yes. So yeah, we are going to put an episode out Christmas yeah. Eve. Um, like Obviously, I don't know who will be listening to it. <laughs> Everyone's got like Christmas Eve plans. Um so like I'm not expecting the listen counter on that one to be too big. I imagine people might get it till after Christmas or whatever. I don't know what the topic's gonna be yet either. We've got a list of topics. Yeah. Uh a lot of them have been added from people that have been asking stuff. Or we've just been observing conversations on our Facebook group, uh which is at their Mass Burgers on Facebook. Um there's the page there and there's also a private group on the page. Um feel free to try and get yourself invited into that so far I've been letting everybody in uh, I haven't felt the need to police it or add rules yet because everybody is nice to each other we've not seen anything bad which is good everyone's yes. helping each other um, but I have been watching some conversations between people and thinking that's a good idea and then like nicking that for a topic yeah uh, so I have got a list of topics I just don't know what next week's gonna be so we're back to mystery topic again like we used to do yeah Um. so there will be an episode posted next week and then I guess is it is it New Year's Eve the Monday after that?
1: Mm, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um but obviously I don't think that was too so much. Like I think most people on the spectrum, I do not go out on New Year's Eve. No,
1: neither do I. So I
0: stay in most of the time I'm not even awake at midnight. Yeah. Because I... that is when that is like people are just everywhere if you go out that uh, night. Oh yeah, so... and
1: they're they're drunk and they're loud. Yeah, so I tend to stay away
0: from all of that for New Year's Eve. I do not get involved in any New Year's Eve stuff. So we'll definitely put an episode up New Year's Eve. Um,
1: Yes. But that's it. Thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. Um, And like I say, feel free to join the Facebook page. Uh, We've got a Twitter presence. And, yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Bye.